Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Fit for Life. I'm Pastor Lydia. Um, Today I'm going to talk about the covenant of protection. Um, Because I tell you, it's, it's amazing some of the things that happen to us. And we just don't even think about it. And we don't think about that God has a covenant of protection over us because we're just living our lives. But, um... He does, and it is exciting, and it is amazing, and it is uh, just something that we just need to keep in the forefront of our minds, and wherever we go, we are protected. I was watching an interview with Cece Winans uh, the other day, and what she said struck me. She said, we only doubt God when we forget what he's already done, and I was like, wow. (laughs) You don't always think that you're doubting God, but we do it all the time. (laughs) We just need to remember that um, periodically we need to keep ourselves motivated to move forward. And uh, it made me examine some things in my life and and just check it. I was like, wait, am I doubting God on certain things? Um, And I don't ever want to do that. But um, a lot of us, like I said, do it, you know, not knowingly. We just just move on about certain things and never even think about it, Uh, especially when we need or pray for something and it doesn't happen at that moment or even that year. We're like, well, God, I prayed and you didn't do anything. (laughs) But you know what? Sometimes it's not time for him to do it. And we need to remember that uh, we're not on God's time. He's on, uh, we're not on, God is not on our time. We're on his time. <laughs> and we forget that because we're anxious for things to happen. We want things to happen. And uh, we forget that he has a plan. <laughs> he has a time frame. He has a plan. And it's not always ours. Amen. I titled this teaching the covenant of protection because that's an area that we all take so lightly and really don't think about, like I said. But in God's word, when I was studying, it was like, Man, there's examples and things in his word all over where he's showing us and telling us that he's protecting us, that he has a plan to protect his people over and over again. And, and of course, we all know we need protection 24 hours a day. <laughs> and, uh, and there's numerous scriptures indicating that God can and will protect us. And I was like, man, God, why now? Am I feeling I need to talk about, you know, your protection and that it's a covenant? Not only do we have it, and we talk about during um, a Pentecost and during, uh, you know, all the, all the monthly uh, uh, holidays, biblical holidays, there's certain things that God opens the door for. And, uh, and one of them, he always says protection. Pastor talks about protection. It's like, yeah, he opens the door for protection. But that protection is ongoing, it's every single day, every second of the day, every minute of the day. And we, I think we just take it for granted that, okay, God's, you know, God's got everything in order and everything, and, but not even that we know he's got us, but we just take it for granted that. Or we don't even think about having protection. 
<laughs> and I'm like, okay, God, you're protecting us. Even if we don't want to be protected, I was just in prayer and a lady in there was telling me she went to a place over a gas station in Fort Worth and she'd never been over there. So she was a little uncomfortable and this guy was walking towards her and she felt a little uncomfortable with it, you know, like something was going to happen because he was looking at her. But then all of a sudden, when he kept getting closer, his eyes got bigger. He just started having this look on his face and he was looking up. And she and I told her, I said, that was your guardian angel that he was seeing, you know, and you don't even think about it. She said, I kept looking at his face like, why is he looking like that? <laughs> and it didn't dawn on her at first that you know, until I mentioned it, that I was going to teach on, you know, our protection with angels. And she said, yeah, my guardian angel was there protecting me. And and the guy saw him. And, she, and, you know, I said, and we don't even all the time sense their presence or anything like that. But she did. She said, yeah. I said, but, you know, that happens to us all the time. And we just don't pay attention to it. Uh, the priestly blessing that the high priest speaks over the people back in the day, the Lord bless you and keep thee. Uh, these words indicate God's protective plan in English transa- translation is keep. The word keep. And we just read it keep you. Okay. He's going to keep us, but he's talking about protecting us. Uh, the Hebrew word for keep is shamar, which means to hedge in, to guard, to safeguard and to protect. And, and it's like, okay, so keep is a whole lot, has a whole lot more meaning than we give it and, you know, give to it. Uh, number six twenty four in Amplified says it, the Lord bless you and watch guard and keep you. And Psalm 91 is the greatest uh, scripture that we can even think of that talks about protection. Um, Verse 2 says, "I, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, on him I lean and rely, and him I confidently trust. Verse 3 says, for then, after we remember what we said in verse (laughs) 2, he will deliver me from the snare of the devil and from the deadly pestilence. And how many of us didn't get COVID or if it, or if we did contract it, it wasn't, it was nothing, you know, because God protects his people. And sometimes, you know, we forget that and just go and we pray, God, protect me from this thing. But all we have to do is read the word. All we have to do is speak the word. And, and he's faithful to do what he promises and what he says. And we just have to keep reminding ourselves, okay, God said it. I'm going to believe what he says and not what the world is telling me in all these instances. I could continue to read the whole Psalm 91 because it's so powerful and full of his love for us. And it says God will cover us. He covers us. His truth, which is his word, is a shield and protection over us. His word is a shield and protection. When we know what it says, we can stand by it. And me, and I'm stubborn, so if I get something, I'm just like, okay, nothing in this world can change my mind or make me move off of it because that's what God's word says. I believe it, and that's it. And that is it. And that's how I am. Unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't work well that way, but, but that's how I am. And it's like, you know, no, God said this. 
You know, the word says this, so either I'm going to believe it or I'm not. And, and that's when doubt comes in. And like Cece said, we only doubt when we forget what he's already done. And sometimes we have to look back and see what he's done for us. Uh, when we truly pay attention and hear what he's telling us, we won't be afraid of anything. Like my friend, I didn't go to my reunion because she didn't want me to stay at her house because she had contracted COVID and she said it hit her really hard. And I'm like, well, I never got COVID. <laughs> Even though I was smart and, and uh, took care of my body anyway. You take care of your body, you have a high immune system or whatever. Well, you know what? Your body can fight off anything the world could ever throw at you. Really, if you think about it, but they're telling you, you have to take a pill for this. You got to take a shot for this. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I, and I was like, I'm not doing any of that stuff because the word says that my God is a healer. And actually he keeps that stuff far from me. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Um, it's like, I, I already know. And so I said, okay, fine. I, I won't come because she was like freaking out. <laughs> and I said, no problem. Really, I should be freaking out if you have it or got it that bad. <laughs> I said, but I'm not because I, I know I'm covered. God gives us this promise in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, which is definite request, with the thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's shalom, peace shall be yours. When you let him know what you need, even though he already knows it, he just wants to know if we're plugged in enough to ask <laughs> and to remind him, God, I know what your word says. And according to your word, you have to do what it says. <laughs> so he's, I think he waits for us to plug in. I, I understand your word, Lord. <laughs> so I'm just repeating it because really that's how we pray. Sometimes we can pray over all kinds of things and it doesn't have his word in it anywhere. Well, that doesn't work. If we take our example from Jesus Christ, he prayed the word. <laughs> and that's where he had got results. He prayed the word. What it says in the Bible is what he said. And that's how we should pray. And that's when that shalom peace comes. And then I was reading and I was reading a book by um, Perry Stone and, uh, and I thought about it. God created angels for us. Sometimes we just think he's got them to do all kinds of things up in heaven and to worship him all the time. But really, he created them for us, you know, because he knew we needed help. <laughs> God only opens our eyes to behold angels when it serves only his purpose, not, our, not ours and what we want. God, send your angels down on this person and <laughs> you know, get them to change their mind. You know, it's so easy for us to do that, but... That doesn't work. <laughs> uh, he gave them spe specific duties. They are messengers, ministering angels, and warriors. And I love it when I hear that. I say, okay, they're messengers. They tell us different things. They minister to us when we're going through certain things. But more than that, they're warriors. They're battling for us. And it's like, man, I don't have to fight this thing by myself. God is sending the angels. He knows I'm going through this circumstance. He knows I'm going through this. He's going to send his angels, and they're going to battle for me in the heavenlies because I can't be there, but they can be there, and that's where the enemy is, and, and that's where they have to fight. And I'm like, God, I love it. I, I, I just get so excited when I even talk about it. I think, man, they're fighting. And just imagine that, you know, that they're up fighting for you. 
I got interested in angels after I got born again and more when uh, Charles Capps came to our church because usually when you get saved and, and at churches, a lot of people, they just don't teach or talk about angels. You kind of That kind of gets glossed over. Yeah, we are, we're protected. But nobody really talks about angels and what they do. And uh, so when I read, when Charles Capps came to our church and started talking about angels, it made me start thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, so we have, you know, angels. We have guardian angels. And as children, we pray that all the time. You know, guard over me while I'm sleeping. You know, and that's it. <laughs> but um, when I heard Charles Capps talking about it, I mean, I got excited and I was like, I, I believe in angels. And when I look back on my life, it's like, okay, I had angels. <laughs> I never heard anybody talk about angels the way he did. And so it intrigued me. And I was like, okay, so I'm listening. So tell me more about these creatures. Um, no one that I can recall had spoken about them, but I tell you, he really honed in on the part of them being warriors for us and fighting our battles. And I love that part because I was like, yeah, because we need help. And even though I, I had just got saved, I, when you get saved, you believe everything. <laughs> I mean, we are so on fire when we first get saved. I mean, I went out to work and I prayed for people. And stuff happened. I mean, you just have that boldness about you. And, and, and as we keep progressing, we tend to lose a little bit of that boldness. And, uh, but sometimes it's like, Lord, take me back to when I was first saved. Take me back no matter what. My family was so sick of me telling them about Jesus. <laughs> and they're like, we knew you before you got saved. How are you telling us about that? Because I have seen the light, and you need to see the light, too. <laughs> and as they saw my life changing, they're you know, looking like, mm, she might have something going on there. But they still, some of them still haven't you know, seen the light. But yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to choke them and go, wake up! <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's amazing that I, I just get so excited when I talk about them. Um, and every time I uh, heard teaching on angels, I never want to ever stop thanking God and thanking them and not believing in them and counting on them to be here when I need them. And uh, the Bible doesn't say we can dispatch the angels, but I remember I asked God, dispatch your angels. But we can pray that we have a hedge of protection around, uh, around ourselves. I pray over my car every time I get in it. <laughs> and, you know, that there's no breakdowns while I'm, where I'm going, that there's no accidents or any circumstances that's coming up that may occur or come close. I even give them 500 or 1,000 feet away from me <laughs> so that it doesn't even come close. Uh, and if it doesn't line up to what the what God has planned for me, it's not it's no plan for me to be injured. As far as I remember in the Word, it doesn't say we have to be injured and work through all that stuff. So I pray, you know, thank you God, thank you angels that you're encamped round about me that nothing shall come close to me or happen to me because it doesn't line up with what God has planned for me in my life. One of the most amazing and miraculous times that I can truly say I had an encounter with my guardian angel or angels, I, they probably was more than one, <laughs> sent by God to assist me is when I um, had my tires rotated and I went to work. This is when I lived in Seattle 
And on my way back home in the evening, I was driving down the high, I-5, the highway. Of course, I was driving 55, 60. And uh, all of a sudden, um, well, actually, my tire, the, the, the uh, bolts snapped. And my tire went out this way. But I didn't know because my, I was driving. My car never hit the ground until I saw the tire come in front of my car. Did I say that looks like my tire. Because usually if it pops off, it's going to go that way. Well, it went out and came back in front. And I was looking like, that looks like my tire. And I'm thinking, why am I saying that? Because I'm still driving. Well, the tire went over to the side, laid down on the side. <laughs> so I, some said pull over. So I pulled over and stopped my car and got out. Sure enough, it was my tire. My car never hit the ground. I didn't have a scratch. I didn't have a dent in my car, and I got out, and I was like, oh, my God, that is my tire. So I went and got my tire and brought it back to my car (laughs) and had to sit there until, you know, the police came behind me. But I was like, thank you, angels. I am so sorry you had to run or whatever so fast, but thank you because I know I had been in a car with my mom before, and her back tire came off. And it shot there, but immediately the car hit the ground and it got all crunched. My car, I didn't have a scratch. And my car never hit the ground. And I'm like, thank you, God. Because it was like, but the thing I was like, God, you are so amazing. I said, thank you for sending your angels because I was driving fast. (laughs) So unless the air was holding me up, I don't know. But I was like, thank you, angels, for doing that because I would have never known unless the tire came in front of the car. And, I'm, and I don't even know why I would even think in my head, that looks like my tire. <laughs> that looks like my tire. So I, I tell you, I got out and everything came back. And then when the police showed up, I was, like, I was so excited. I just had a miracle. I just had a miracle. And he looked at my car, and he looked, he said, did your tire, he looked, he said, your tire snapped off. I said, I know, and there it is. And he was like, you definitely had an encounter <laughs> or something. You had a miracle. <laughs> and uh, so he just, you know, got the tire in my car and uh, took me to a place where I could call for my, uh, Scott to come and pick me up, which I couldn't get him because he was um, being a referee. So I had to call one of my guards, lifeguards, to come and pick me up and take me home, but it was like, I just had a miracle, and he, I couldn't stop talking about it, <laughs> he was like, okay, you had a miracle, <laughs> but actually, he believes, and I know, I know all about them, he's like, cause he was a Christian, found out, and, and, uh, but he was excited, too, because he's like, man, you don't, and he checked my car, and he said, it didn't even fall down, and I said, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, and I also periodically have dreams about people, uh, whether I know them or not. In one instance, I had a dream. You know when you're in between awake and sleep, at least that's where I thought I was, uh, and I saw this lady's face, and I was just chatting, chatting her up. And uh, so when I woke up the next day, I decided I needed to run some errands, and I went to the mall, and I was walking down the corridor, and... Um, I saw her. (laughs) I saw this lady, you know, and I saw her face, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I thought I knew her. So I'm just excited, and I go up to her. Hi, how are you doing? And then I saw her face. She was, like, backing up a little bit. And 
<laughs> and I said, okay, I can tell you don't even know who I am. I said, I said, let me explain a little bit here. I saw your face, and I just need to know if you need prayer for anything. And she just looked at me, her tears swelled up in her eyes. She said, I do. I am going through so much. Things. So I prayed for her. But, uh, so, and that happens, and I'm like, oh, God, why did you do that? Because people think you're crazy when you come up. <laughs> but she needed the prayer, and so I got an opportunity to pray for her. And she said, thank you so much, but I didn't know her from anybody. And, and it's like, God, okay, okay. So I, I get it. <laughs> but I have had other experiences, I could tell. But the most important thing is God knows what's going on in our lives, and he sends angels to give us messages he gives, sends them to minister to us during certain things when we're going through um, anything. And even if it's not a major calamity, sometimes we just need a little push to just get us to move forward, keep going, don't back up, don't give in, don't listen to what the world is telling you, especially the stuff on the news. Don't even listen to all that. Uh, what's his name? Fauci. Don't even listen to him. He don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> he's behind all this stuff anyway. And people need to, you need to research what people say. And I just tell you, this generation, now we really need to ask God to send his angels. And actually, I truly believe that um, we're going to see more instances of his angels, you know, coming and, and, uh, and helping us. And especially this generation now because they believe everything on TikTok and Instagram and and the TV. They just believe what's being said. I have to remind my daughter sometimes, that stuff is not for real. People just put anything on there just so they can get people to follow them or, you know, whatever they're doing. But I said, that is not for real. <laughs> you need to, the for real stuff is in the Bible. The for real stuff is your life and what you're living and knowing what God says about you. So I always try to make sure I put that in there because, and I just thank God every day. And we all need to be thanking him. And sometimes it's not even just, you know, singing and worshiping. It's just like, thank you, God, <laughs> for creating angels to watch over us and care for us because the enemy is out there looking for people who are not prepared, for people who uh, don't believe as strongly as we should in what God says. Uh, the Bible gives us many, many examples of angels protecting, ministering, and bringing messages and fighting on our behalf. Angels visited Abraham in human form. He had two visitors come after he had gotten circumcised, and they helped him when he was instructed by God to sacrifice Isaac. If it hadn't been for an angel that showed him there was a uh, lamb over there in the bushes, he would have did it. Even though God, you know, God's like, man, you really believe what I am saying, so I'm going to help you out. <laughs> um, the angels helped Daniel decipher the king's dream when nobody else could. Uh, an angel was with him and uh, was with him uh, in the lion's den. They thought for sure he was going to be lunch, but you know, he shut the the lion's mouth, and they were like kittens. And I'm like, God. Keep telling me all these things because I'm really good getting on fire for all this. Um, he was there in the, in the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then that message not only was for them that they were protected, but it was for the king. Say, don't mess with my people. 
And we need to remember that when something's coming up, our boss or whatever, somebody, a neighbor, or even anything, the, the, our government that don't know what they're doing, <laughs> we, need, we need the angels to visit them because they can and say, stop messing with my people and what they're doing. Eleazar was searching for a wife for Isaac, and uh, he was assisted by an angel to find the right one. Angel saved Jacob from Esau. <laughs> and, be, and again, when he returned to the promised land, which is where he said his, the generations of Jacob and on and on will be protected. And that's us. And I'm like, hallelujah. Jude 9 says, Satan contended with Michael, the archangel, for Moses' body after he died because he reminded, uh, he reminded God that he had a bad attitude. He didn't do what you told him to do. He got angry you know, and all that stuff. So he contended for his body, but the angel wouldn't let him have it. Uh, uh, Daniel identified Michael as the great prince who stands guard or watches over the sons of the people of Israel in chapter Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. It's not only in the Old Testament, though, that angels help God's people. We also see samples in the New Testament. And a lot of people don't like to read the Old Testament. They just want to do the New Testament. But you got to know the Old Testament to really get the revelation of the New Testament and understand what God is doing. And so, and I just, just don't understand why people, some preachers just don't do that. It's like you got to know the Old Testament <laughs> and all the stuff that God did to get the revelation of why Jesus came and what he did in the revelation. The Bible tells us that the same angels of the Lord that followed the ancient patriarchs of faith are still presently a part of the heavenly host and actively protecting the people of the Most High God. I mean, and it's like, yeah, the same angels. So what they did in the Old Testament for, for those people they did it in the New Testament. They're doing it for us. And we just have to realize, God sent, and, and we can remind them, send those angels, Lord, because I need some help right now. <laughs> and he's faithful to do that because he, he has a covenant with us. He has a covenant, and he can't go back on that covenant. And he wouldn't even think about it anyway. Um, I keep going on and on with the examples of angels protecting, messaging, ministering, and angel warring on behalf of God's people. But I'll list a few more from the New Testament in different places later on. Psalms 34, 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. They encamp all around us and delivers us out of any circumstance, out of any instance, when we remember, when we believe, and don't doubt. Amen? The Bible tells us about one angel of the Lord that slew 185,000 men in one night. Jesus told his disciples that he could call or commission 12 legions of angels to come assist him and deliver him before his death. But he knew he had a job to do. But he wanted them to know, I can do this, but... There's a higher calling on my life right now. And we need to remember that too. When we go through things, you know what? Things are going bad or things are going good, but we need to remember even when they're going good, we thank God and have him send the angels to direct us in the way we should go, the places we should go, the things we should be doing, um, and wait for them to help us so they don't have to deliver us. Amen. 
because <laughs> sometimes we step out there without thinking and without counting the cost and, uh, and examining things, and then we really need some help. <laughs> Second, in Second Kings 6, 14 through 17, the Syrian army was after Elisha, and he was protected by angels and caused them to get sick and kill one another. So even though we're going through things, and, and we could be as fearful as we want to, but, you know, God doesn't go by our fear. He's just like, come on, y'all, get it together. <laughs> who's, the, who's the father of all fear and confusion? It's not me. So when you identify that, then you bring yourself back to the belief in God. I know what you said about me. I am an overcomer. I am a conqueror. I am victorious. I am a child of the most high God. I have a covenant with you. You know, when we remember all of that, then the devil can't come in and do anything. He might try, but we can put him under our feet where Jesus said he is. Amen. I know God sends angels to speak with us. I mentioned before about the dream that I had when I was walking down. I mentioned before, not some of you might not have been in here. When I was walking down a riverbed, why I was walking down a riverbed, I have no clue in this dream. I was like, I would not be in the woods walking down a riverbed. <laughs> but that's what's in my dream. I was walking down the riverbed and saw uh, some wolves or hyenas eating on a carcass down further. And so I kept, silly, kept walking closer to see. <laughs> When I'm thinking they're wolves and hyenas, why am I walking? <laughs> but I'm walking to get a closer look at what it was. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, that should have been a red flag. But uh, as I got closer, I heard a, vo a voice telling me to stop and turn around and, uh, and not to go any further. And as I turned around to go back, all of a sudden, it was like these uh, wolves or hyenas were like, they were up against my legs and they were just like squeezing in every step that I took. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fall. And, uh, and then um, I just said, God, Jesus, you got to help me. And immediately when I said that, that minute or that second, I saw off the, to the corner this figure uh, in white. It was like glowing. And, I, I, and I, of course, me, nosy, I'm trying to turn to see his, <laughs> to see his face. <laughs> and, uh, but it was blurred, so I really couldn't see it, but it was there. And it just kept telling me um, to just keep lifting my legs and keep walking, keep going, keep moving. And as soon as he said that and I turned back around, they, the wolves and everything were gone. And, and I was walking out, and I, and I, but it was like, come on. God, at least you could have let me see who it was. <laughs> uh, but but it, I just kept advancing forward. And when I did that, he, t he made them go away. And the thing about the dream was not only did I have an experience with the angels, but one of my friends later on that week or something told me that she had been diagnosed with lupus. And, and when I had that dream, immediately she came to my mind. And I didn't think anything about it right then. I'm like... No, you know, I haven't heard anything from her like that. But I was like, okay, God, so when I see her the next time, I'm just going to mention that dream. And, um, but before I could tell her about the dream, she told me she would ask for prayer and said she had been diagnosed with lupus, which eats you. And, you know, it, it, it damages all your system, and, and she had, you know, it eats part of your body. And so um, I was like, nah, 
that cannot be. But I had her in my mind when I looked, when I was going through that. And I'm like, no, that can't be. But it was, it was. And um, so I went to pastor and said, pastor, I had this dream. You, you tell me what you think it means. And he said, what do you think it means? I, I'm asking you what it means. Oh, you got to turn it around. <laughs> I said, well, this is what I think it means, and this is who I think it was about. And he said, he said yeah, he said, he thinks, he said, I, I think the angel was just telling you that he said he thought it was a dangerous situation that was before me and for me not to go into it or look, you know, into it any further. And I'm like, okay. But then after I said, told him about my friend, and he knew who it was, as she goes to the church here. And he said, oh, man. He said, that was even a more intense dream that you had than I even thought. And he doesn't really dabble in dreams. So, you know, some people do. Some people have them, and God tells them what they are. You know, he just does a revelation of Jewish roots. But I was like, I, I just need you to tell me. <laughs> but God told me. He just gave me that instance, and I'm like, okay. But she is recovering to get her strength back and everything, but she's healed and whole. She's healed and whole, and I'm like, man. So not only do dreams that I have, uh, not only do I have dreams, I've also experienced hearing God's voice. And sometimes we don't pay attention to it because it sounds like us. And I told, and I'm sure while Pastor and Larry and Tiz were going through the process of receiving the miracle for Tiz and, and Pastor himself, he doesn't always talk about himself, but he had some instances where he needed healing. Um, he had uh, blood clots in his lungs, actually all through his body, uh, after he had a knee replacement. And uh, the doctor said, when he went to the doctor, because it swole up, he, he didn't even go. And then he, they said, no, you need to go. Your knee is swollen up. So he went, and the doctor said, I don't even know why you're still alive. <laughs> But God healed him, dissolved all of those blood clots. But they were also, they were being ministered to by God's angels to give them the strength to endure all of this and keep going until their victory. And not only were they going through all that and the angels ministering to them to have them endure, they still came to church and preached, he did. And it's like, you're going through all of this, this battle with your family, but you're still here teaching us you know and I tell you that's that's a man of God but more than that God's angels help us through so much our God is a faithful God he's loving caring and he does what he promises he would do uh keep the future generations of our patriarchs um protected from harm I, I mean our patriarchs they were all protected and they say they're a cloud of witnesses those are our patriarchs looking at us telling us Remember what happened to us. And they were just normal people. You know, and we think about them sometimes and put them on this pedestal. Oh, man, Moses, Daniel. But God used ordinary people in the Bible. Gideon. <laughs> in the Bible, he used anybody who would just say, yes, Lord. <laughs> and, uh, and that's us. And, you know, God has a plan for us. He has a plan for this earth. And when the angels are here to help help all that be fulfilled after studying more about angels and all that they do i agree with elisha when he told his people that there are more of us yeah. mankind and the angels than it is of them the enemy and sometimes we build the enemy up so much and give them so much credit that you know we make them larger than life 
but really we're larger than life because we have a host of angels that God created to protect us and to help us. And we need to remember that when something comes up, you need to identify that devil and say, I don't think so, devil. I see you. And Lord, I thank you that you're releasing your angels to be in kept around me and in this situation right now. And I am putting the devil, giving him notice. He is under my feet and he cannot do anything to me because I know who I am. Amen. There are other experiences God tells us about so we realize and understand he's here to protect and to deliver us. And sometimes we think we're in something and it's like traumatic to us and God says, oh, that's no big deal. (laughs) It's just how we're thinking about the situation that makes them big. Um, An angel blocked the path of Balaam when he was preparing to curse Israel in Numbers Numbers 22. Um, An angel appeared to Gideon to direct him in battle and had to remind him to be strong and of good courage. <laughs> He's hiding behind a wine present. Get out there. Be strong. I'm with you in this battle. <laughs> you all had to kick him out there. Get out there. Give him a little shove. <laughs> and that's in Judges 6, 12. An angel strengthened the, the prophet Elijah. You know, he was hiding and everything. An angel shut the lion's mouth protecting Daniel. Angels announced the birth of Jesus. An angel uh, warned the wise men not to return to Herod because then he would ask, question them. So they told them uh, not to do that. Angels ministered to Jesus in the garden. Sometimes we think he's just in there by himself sweating great drops of blood, but the angels were there ministering to him. Uh, And they were there when he was in the desert. He was ministering to him 40 days in the desert. Come on, he had to have some help. (laughs) he was the son of god but he was still man (laughs) and we need to remember that that's why he's up there contending for us because he knows he knows how we feel he knows what we're going through he knows that we are leaky vessels so that's he's like god yes they're doing that i don't know why but (laughs) but Here's what you promised. Here's what you said. They are being blessed. They're following your word. They're following the Ten Commandments. So let's help them. (laughs) Uh, Angels announced the return of Jesus Christ in Acts 1, 10 and 11. The Bible is full of stories and instances where angels were sent to help and save God's people. We all in this room probably can remember a time in our lives when God's angels helped save and or directed us. And before we all were even saved, I mean, if we really took a chance and looked back to what we were doing and where we were, sometimes I just shake my head and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because we were so dumb. <laughs> I know being with people and I'm like, why am, why am I doing this? And, you know, people, I was with uh, some of my friends and I would drive the car and they would go uh, steal doctor's prescriptions. And, uh, and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, why are you doing this again? I'm just with my friends, not even knowing what the heck they're doing. I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do with it? Well, they took the prescriptions into the pharmacy, get codeine or whatever, and they would drink the cough syrup. And I'm like, to get high. And I'm like, and I looked at them one time, and I was like, why do you guys do that? Because it just doesn't look like it's fun. Because I didn't do it, but I hung around people that did do it. And I'm driving the car. Little did I know I could go to jail (laughs) because of the stuff they were doing. I'm like, thank you, God. 
for knowing the plan you had for my life <laughs> and saving me through all the stupidity that I was showing <laughs> and doing, you know, and, and he does save us. Um, so we need to keep those instances in the forefront of our minds while, while we live our lives because he doesn't want us to stop living. Uh, continue to thank Almighty God every day for his partnering with us and for his promise of the covenant of protection. So let's pray. Father, I thank you that your covenant of protection is everlasting. It will not fail. We are delivered from trouble. Me, my family, and my church family will flourish and yield good fruit for the kingdom because of you. Your name is our strong tower, and we are saved when we speak it. I thank you that our children are and will be delivered and are safe because we know about and believe in your covenant promise to us. Father, we love you and thank you for your word and the wisdom and revelation we glean from it. Thank you for the angels that you have given charge over us in our daily lives. And may we keep the realization of our angels in our hearts and minds, knowing full well you have us covered and we will be victorious in all circumstances. Amen and amen.